Hello, hello, hello. It is Friday. I've been waiting since Monday for Friday. I'm so excited it's here. I'm so excited to be spending it with you. I am Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and this is the Friday 15. Every Friday, in case you haven't joined us before, we go ahead and take 15 minutes out of the lunch hour to answer your industry questions. This Friday is a little different. If you're watching on video, you'll notice that I'm wearing these snazzy Hollywood glasses, um, sunglasses inside, which makes me look ridiculous. Um, I ended up falling and fainting and hitting my head last or this last weekend and have a concussion. So bright lights are a little bit rough on me and looking at the computer screen. But I was not going to let a little concussion stop me from doing the Friday 15. So here we are. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's see our first question. All right. Our first question comes from Stacy Waldrop. And he says, I'm just starting in the travel industry as an independent contractor with a host agency. I live in Minnesota. Yay. Hello, fellow Minnesotan. But um, hope to sell travel to people from other states, including those that have the seller of travel laws. I know I can use my host agency seller of travel numbers, but my question is, do I need those numbers on my business cards, website, invoices, etc.? Do I need to reveal that I'm an affiliate of XYZ host agency in conjunction with those seller of travel numbers? Thanks for the great info and great videos. Stacy, thank you so much for watching the past Friday 15s and thank you for submitting your question. Uh, we are running low on questions, so I was um, glad to see yours come through. And if you're listening and you would like to submit questions, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. So Stacy is talking about seller of travel license. If that is gibberish to you, we are going to put in the comments and in the description a link to an article on our seller of travel licensing. It's incredibly thorough and goes over all the state's laws and the ex exemptions that are out there. Now, Stacy is saying that, so Stacy lives in Minnesota and Minnesota does not, is not a seller of travel uh, registration state. The four that are is we have Florida, Hawaii, um, Washington, and Iowa. No, 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 no. I'm blaming this on my brain. We, I'm blaming this on the concussion. We have Florida, Hawaii, California, and Washington. That's it. Iowa just kicked theirs out um, like a year ago. So those are the four states that have them. And what essentially that means is if you are located in those states or you're selling travel to clients that are residents of those states, you may need to register as a seller of travel. Now, if you're an independent contractor with an IC, there are exemptions on certain states where you may not need to get your own. And that's fabulous because a seller of travel license can be a couple hundred bucks. It is time spent filling out paperwork every year. And if you can get it through your host agency and be exempt, that is mwah, lovely. So to answer uh, Stacy's question, I actually didn't know the answer. I'm sure at one time when I read through the law, I may have run across it, but it did not stick. So I went ahead and I reached out to a travel attorney, Mark. Strong. He has, um, you may have recognized him from his time on Jeopardy in like the 1980s, which is pretty awesome where he won $50,000. Or you most likely recognize him from his column in Travel Weekly that he does every week. Um, he's a great advocate for advisors, 
Um, he is fabulous um, for Har. Uh, for instance, I sent over Stacy's question and within 10 minutes, he got back to me with an answer. He's incredibly thorough. Um, I've actually never met him, but I'm a big fan of him. So let's go ahead and see what Mark said. I'm just switching over to my emails. Um, and while we're doing that, if you have, um, you know, if you're liking the information that we're getting out and you're liking the Friday 15, don't forget to subscribe, give the video a like, or, um, you know, drop a line in the comments. We love interactions. All right. So I wrote Mark and he says, um, all right, so let's see. Oops, that's the wrong email he sent me to. All right. He says, although ICs don't need to display their host seller of travel numbers on business cards and websites, the California law states that sometime during the sales process, an exempt IC, and that an exempt IC means an IC that's using their host agency's number, an exempt IC must disclose the name, address, telephone number, and the registration number of the registered seller of travel on whose behalf that person is acting, which is the host agency seller of travel number. And Mark says, so invoices would be the logical place for the disclosures. Florida and Washington don't have any requirements. So you're off the hook there, Stacy. And Hawaii and um, has no exemptions, I see exemptions in the first place, which is, um, yeah, so I guess if you're planning to sell in Hawaii, you're going to need to get your own seller of travel number there. So Stacy, hope that answers your question. Thanks again um, for writing in and for watching the Friday 15. I really appreciate it. All right, next up. Oh, this is a fun one. So this is a loaded question. This uh, I was going to do last week, but I was like, no, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I just know it. So we better have more time. This one is a short Question, I'm gonna give it a long answer though. What is a travel MLM? How are they any different than host agencies who also have a network of independent sellers under them? I think this is a fantastic question because if you're new to the industry, it's very easy to think that host agencies and travel MLMs are similar because they do both have network of travel advisors underneath them. They are very different is the big secret very different. Um, the way people in the industry look at them, their the way they make money is different. Their business model is completely separate. So um, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to link in the comments and in the description to our um, article on what a host agency is. Um, so everybody can take a look at that. And then we'll link to our article on travel MLMs, which is everything you've ever wanted to know about travel MLMs. It's a great read for if you're with a travel MLM and want to learn a little bit more about maybe the drawbacks to being with them. And it's a great article to read if you're a travel advisor to educate yourself on travel MLMs so that when you run across people, you can educate them on the way MLM works in some real numbers because they can be very deceiving sometimes in their way they market themselves. So... First things first, travel MLM, what does the MLM stand for? You've never heard of it. It's multi-level marketing. Another term that is commonly used is pyramid scheme. Obviously, that sounds terrible. And so the MLM side of things does not call themselves pyramid schemes. You may hear them talking 
referring to themselves as direct sales or direct marketing. Um, some common companies that you've probably run across through your lifetime that are MLMs are Amway, Mary Kay, Avon, Herbalife, Essential Oils is really big. I've had a lot of friends um, and not friends approach me about uh, selling essential oils. So the big difference between when we're talking about travel and travel MLMs, the di big difference between a travel MLM and a host agency is number one, the product that they're selling the most of. Um, with a host agency, the product that they are selling the most of is travel. Their agents sell travel and that's how everybody makes money. With a travel MLM, people sell travel. That seems to be a side venture for the vast majority of them. The real product being sold is memberships and getting people to join um, under, under your umbrella. Um, so the other difference between a multi-level marketing um, travel MLM and a host agency is the amount of money people make. So with a host agency, agents actually make money. Um, you know, they may not make tons of money. They may not be making $80,000 a year, but they make enough money, especially after they've been around for a while and have had the chance to build up their sales. A travel MLM, the vast majority, and I am talking three quarters of people on average or more, do not make any money when they join the program. So those are the two different is the product sold and the amount of money people make. Um, I, I also want to give a little background that travel MLMs are not new to travel. This is something that has been going on for a long time. When I started 15 years ago, YTV or Your Travel Business was the big travel MLM and they went out in flames of glory, like uh, bankruptcy and the attorney generals in Illinois, I think, and California were going after them and suing them. It was a it was a hot mess. Um, and what happens with travel or with MLMs in general is a lot of times they, you know, there's only so many people you can recruit into your pyramid scheme before it collapses. And so what happens is they collapse. And then the people uh, that were at the very top that started it often use their networks and the money they've made to start another one. It might be in travel. Um, there is a man named David Manning that starts a lot of travel MLMs in the travel industry. And then his top producers sometimes go off and start their own travel MLMs. So you'll, in our, our article, we have a little, a picture, an image of kind of how everything is um, in, everything is interconnected in terms of who owns what and who started what. So um, the red flags I want you to be aware of if you're looking at a company and you're like, is this a travel MLM or is this not? One is you may get kind of a slimy feeling. Um, if you don't get a slimy feeling, here's some other things that you can look for. The first is when you're watching their marketing videos or if you're on any of their calls, there's huge promises of free trips or discounted trips. There's a lot of videography on their marketing videos of luxury cars pulling up to mansions, a lot of bling. They don't tell you you're going to become a millionaire. They can't, by law, tell you that you're going to make so much money. But they do promise you financial freedom. That's a big promise that they make. And one of the large parts of businesses, when you join them, 
is not selling travel. There will be training opportunities because travel MLMs do train their advisors and have that available. It's just that the focus is really bringing on your friends and family and anyone you meet onto what's called your downline, which is the people that you bring on under your umbrella. And supposedly, you'll be making money from the people they bring on and the sales that they make. Um, another thing, a red flag that you'll never see with a host agency, you will never see those the things we just talked about, the promise of financial freedoms and asking people um, to recruit people to it. You may like bring on a referral and they might give you some money for a referral, but that's something that's not stressed on their site. Um, they, the travel MLMs oftentimes cross promote other travel MLMs products. So for instance, when we are researching our article on travel MLMs, I was on what's called a sizzler call and it was very exciting. And suddenly we were talking or they were talking and getting us all excited about our financial freedom. And then I don't know what happened. We just like took a total right turn and suddenly we're talking about some kind of a supplement we should be selling too. And the supplement, I don't remember what it was. It was like a root in Northern Nepal that and a whale had kissed five times. I mean, it was just crazy what it did, but they were like, you know, sell this to your travelers when they're on their plane because it protects them from colds. Um, and that is not something you'll ever see a host agency do. Um, the last thing to be aware of is MLMs often have very complicated compensation structures. So when someone makes money or you bring someone onto your downline, it's not like you get $50 for every person that joins and you get 10% of their sales. They'll have bonus rounds in there and lots of other stuff that makes your like brain explode. With a host agency, they're very cut and dry. It's usually a commission split. So from 70 to 100%. Um, then they may be maybe monthly fees or annual fees. You might have to pay for some mentoring. Um, there might be a couple a la carte things that you can purchase, but in general, there's not, well, not in general. You will never find a host agency that has like bonus rounds and models built on like when you bring people into your downline. That's an MLM thing. I want to show, um, I'm going to jump over to our site. And what I'm doing is I'm just going to go ahead and then top type in MLM. And that'll bring up our MLM article because I want to show you what's called the income disclosure statements. And these are something that um, publicly traded MLMs are required. That's another way you can tell they're an MLM. They have to publish these if they're publicly um, if they're publicly traded. So on the top, the we broke down the numbers. We looked at these recent annual income statements, and with Planet Marketing, which is a big host or a big travel MLM right now. Um, their host agency division is IntelliTravel. 77% um, of people that belong to it earn nothing. Um, and of those people, so maybe you're thinking the 23% earn a lot though. One in like, I might be able to be in that 23%. Well, the average income for a rep is $140.57. That's for the year. The annual cost of a membership to Planet Marketing is $918. So it's a losing proposition. And this is not an anomaly, folks. We'll scroll down. You can see um, 
Surge 365, same thing, about two thirds of them, a little over two thirds don't make anything. The average income is um, $430 and the annual cost is $1,100. World Ventures, same thing, 80% almost don't earn anything. The income earned on average for the year is about half of what it costs to join it. So it's not a business. You're not, people aren't making money in this. Um, but I do want to, I'm going to shrink this really quick. I do want to talk about um, Planet Marketing and IntelliTravel really quick because they are a big, a big face in the industry right now and a big discussion in the industry because IntelliTravel is their host agency division, they're calling it. And the MLM side or their marketing branch, they call it, is um, Planet Marketing. And this is the newest iteration. This is the new face of um, travel MLM. So we had the YTBs, they collapsed. There's been a couple in between. Um, now kind of the new thing that people are doing, Archer Travel is another one that is what we call a travel MLM hybrid. And that means that they have a host agency division and then the MLM division. So that way they can claim, no, you're not joining an MLM, you're joining a host agency. But it's very confusing. Um, I don't know about Archer Travel, but I know at least for IntelliTravel, if you want to join their host agency division, you have to go through Planet Marketing and get a membership through there. It doesn't mean you have to sell, but you have to go through there. And to me, that's not two separate companies. Um, that's If you're having to join both of them, that's one company. Um, and so it's, it's a big conversation in the industry because IntelliTravel does bring in new advisors that are actually selling. It doesn't mean everybody on there doesn't sell travel. Um, it can be, what happens a lot of times is someone comes in thinking this is actually like how you become a travel agent. They don't know anything about host agencies. And in that way, I would encourage people not to be jerks to someone that says they're an MLM agent because they may just not know what's out there. And so I would encourage you instead to read the MLM article, educate yourself on it, and then try to have a conversation with that person. Because the, the truth of the matter is travel MLMs have a really bad reputation in the travel industry. Now, suppliers have a love-hate relationship with them. Same with consortia. Because one, they bring in so many people um, IntelliTravel, I think right now has like 50,000 or 60,000 representatives with them. That is a lot of people. So even if everybody sells one thing or half a thing, that's a lot of sales. And that makes them top accounts for suppliers and for consortia. But if we look at the actual sales per advisor, it's ridiculously low. Um, I mean, if we look at three quarters of people don't earn anything, um, it's very clear that that's not 60,000 people that are selling travel. So there, there's a lot of conversations to be had in it. Um, I would just be really careful with the travel MLM hybrids. I consider them straight up MLMs just with a different coat of paint on. Um, and we at HAR are not fans of travel MLMs. We understand people come in from the industry some way, sometimes. Um, and that is totally okay if someone wants to be a travel advisor and they're coming in that route and they just came in a weird way because they didn't know any better. We should be welcoming them is my thought. Um, but there's also the three quarters of people that don't sell anything that are 
going out and claiming they're travel agents but don't know anything about it, that can be problematic and that's a problem for our industry. So um, let's see, anything else on that? No, I don't think there is. But if you have any questions about MLMs or comments, thoughts on it, please feel free to leave them in the comments. Um, I always love hearing them and um, yeah, welcome them. So that is, it looks like um, I'm already at 20 minutes. So we are going to cut things off. I'm not going to do my third question again. We'll have to do it next week. But Again, if you like and if you enjoyed this type of information, um, go ahead and give the video a like or make sure to subscribe. Um, we are on every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. And you can submit your questions by going to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. That is all for today. I am looking forward to the weekend. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And hopefully by next Friday, I won't be wearing these Hollywood glasses. So thank you, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon.